AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You're listening to the Cruise Tips TV Unplugged podcast. Today is the last show in our series. We're talking about the best and worst times to cruise to two very different regions, Canada, New England, and Europe. Welcome to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. I'm your host, Sherry, and we invite you to join our cruise-loving family as we travel the world creating cruise videos and vlogs. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make every cruise your dream cruise. Let's talk about the best and worst times to do a podcast. Because <laughs> I got to tell Go you ahead. guys, I got to tell no, you guys, Lord. she's not feeling it right now, but she's, she's yeah, I'm gonna, rallying she's gonna, Yeah, she's going to do it. She's going to take one for the team and we're going to do a great podcast here. I always rally. The, you and when you do. say I'm not feeling it, I'm actually just kind of cold. So I'm bundled up in a blanket. We just did a really long Amazon live and I've been working since 7 a.m. So entrepreneur life is crazy, man. I think we work more hours now than we did before when I had two jobs. No question. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's but yeah, great. you you do rally. I mean, the thing is, like anything after twelve, if you've been working as long as we have, yeah, it's it's tough to to get motivated. And it's five. It's five o'clock right now. Yeah, it's almost. And also, when you no, it's 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 six. almost six. It's almost six. Well, and and and. It's the talking that gets you tired, right? So I've been talking a lot. Amazon Live, a lot of talking. Um, sometimes it's that part of it that saps me a little bit. It's the being that gets me tired. The what? Just being. Just being. Aw, I know, right? We are getting older, Mr. Crucibs. Uh, yeah, I am. It's a little bit exhausting. Yeah. Well, you poor you too. You had a you had a migraine right before we went live on Amazon, which is always fun. And we just had to go. Like this is just as our life. We don't you if you're not feeling well, you don't stop. You just have to keep going. Difficult to get pumped with a migraine. I have yeah, you're right. I have them. What do yeah. they call them? Um, it, ocular. Ocular. So yeah, it's, it's like halo. It starts and, with my eyes, and mm -hmm. for I don't know a few minutes, I can't see clearly. It's like I'm underwater. And then after that, it's the pounding headache. So right now yeah. I'm in the pounding headache stage. Well, and you get that wavy line that yes. disrupts your vision as well. That's what I was talking about. The, the, yeah, it's it's hard. It, it's a hard, it's really frustrating too because you just don't know when that's coming, right? But anyway. So anyway, yeah, this is a good topic. Um, I have enjoyed this series. Let's remind people who may have lost interest what the topic is. <laughs> oh, that's right. I know they they're may, like, why are we they may complaining think we're about, about migraines? Right. 
Um, this is our series on the best and worst times to cruise. And if you haven't caught the first three, we started with, um, I think that we started with Alaska, then Alaska. we did Caribbean and then we did Mexican Caribbean. The, shut up. And then we did, um, the, wait, where was I? I'm tired. You okay. Said, so Alaska, Caribbean. Caribbean, the Caribbean. And then we did the Mexican Riviera, which we combined that podcast with some exciting news about celebration key, not K because they spell it K-E-Y. I, I love to get feisty about this. I really do. And then this is the last in this series. And I think some people are probably like, okay, enough already of this best and worst series. Let's move on. Um, I had another request for a series that I'm considering implementing. And I would love to know if you all want to send me DM, email Sherry at cruisetipstv.com. It's S-H-E-R-I. This series that was proposed was going to be another kind of multiple episode one. And Mitchell said, Hey, I have an idea. Would you be able to do like a top 10 favorite or best in the following categories? So top 10 favorite ports, top 10 fave excursions, top 10 fave specialty dining and top 10 fave shows and events. We've done similar things like this before. I think we've done our favorites. So what I would do for this is source them from our community because obviously we haven't been on every ship. So if you like that idea, if you like the top 10 favorite idea, send me a message saying, Hey, yeah, let's do this. This sounds great. And thank you very much, Mitchell, um, for the inspo. And also those of you who submitted questions on a Facebook post for me last week, that Q&A is coming next week. I wanted to get through this series, but I'm going to divide that Q&A into two episodes and answer everyone's questions. <laughs> I have to tell you though, Mr. Christopher CD, throughout our career... You got to take your hand away from I your got, face. I do. I, ha- I have to itch my eyes for a second. Okay, listen. There is. It's funny how throughout our career the most popular question of the week changes every so often, right? Like sometimes it's like, what should I do in Cozumel? I always joke about that. It's like a popular question, but do you want to know what everybody has been asking lately? And we've got to do a website article on this like stat best pre-cruise hotels in Miami. Literally every single day someone asks. So you guys, I'm definitely going to get an article up on this because it is, I mean, people are like, where should I stay in Miami? I need to know. So I'll put a question box up on Facebook about this too, because all of our best material is always sourced from our community. We will not do anything usually until I get y'all's input. This is me being in Texas for what, eight months now. I'm not very good at y'aller, but, um, uh, I actually don't have a good group of personal recommendations for hotels in Miami. So if y'all have any, please wait for the question box on my Facebook page. I probably won't put it in the group and go to town and tell me why you like the hotel. And I promise that I will compile like the top 10 and get it into an article stat. So Fantastic. that's another sidebar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's, but I, I think, like telling people what's coming. I think that's a good thing about what you do, what we do here mm-hmm. is we never pretend like we know it all. No. But if you ask us a question, we're going to look for the answer for you. Yes, sir. We sure are. One, one way or another. One way or another. We're going to do everything we can. So let's talk about it. Let's start with, um, let's talk, let's start with the best and worst times to cruise to Europe, because I think this is, um, a little bit more layered because Europe is not just like one country, right? You, you have multiple destinations. You have the Western med 
which is the most popular cruise destination, which is when you're visiting typically, right, Spain, France, Italy, and Malta make up the Western Mediterranean. But then you have the Baltic and the Northern European cruise area, which is much cooler, shorter cruise season, totally different. And then you even have like the warmer Eastern Mediterranean area, which would be like the Balkan countries, Greece, Turkey, Croatia, which is a little bit warmer, even like the Canary Islands kind of fall into that area. So this is a little bit more layered than Canada, New England. The Canada, New England season is a little more simple. So we'll talk about that afterwards, but we're going to fall into our normal, our normal framework. For this, we're going to talk about crowds. We're going to talk about weather and, and we're going to talk about price. This time, though, we're not really going with wildlife because honestly, you guys, Europe and Canada, New England are not really peak wildlife spotting places, right? Not you're just, It's just not as much what you're going to be going for. Same with the Caribbean, really. So instead, we're going to talk more about like the fall colors, leaf peeping, leaf peeping, on the um on the east coast in Canada is what we'll talk about but not as much of a wildlife focus. So, all right, you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So, Europe, let's talk about crowds. So, most people probably think of Europe and they think, okay, like let's go in the summertime, right? When the kids are off school, because it takes a long time to get there. So as you would expect, the peak travel season for Europe is June through August. And as such, it's going to be crowded during that time. And we all know if we visited Europe that the most insanely busy month for travel in Europe is August. And that is because a, the world is traveling, but B, it's the European holiday month. You remember from when you lived in Spain, you moved to Spain, I think in August. Yes. And everybody takes that time off. And some people take the entire month off because it's hot and they go somewhere. So not only are you traveling with the world, but you're traveling with fellow Europeans, the people who live in the region that you are visiting. So if you do not like crowds, you may want to avoid August. If you love the buzz and you also like really hot weather, you might want to try August, so we, you know, starting with the crowd thing. But the peak season, just in general for the Western Mediterranean, is April through November. So that's Western Med, again, includes like Malta, Spain, France, Italy. It's that whole beautiful Riviera-type area. And most people cruise there from about April through November. Funny thing is, we went there in March. It was great Definitely needed a jacket a couple of days. We wore like a light coat in Malta on the golf carts. But walking around, it was like long sleeve tee and, and jeans most days. It was really lovely. So the Western Med is very forgiving. And you can cruise there year round. It's possible most of the time. Most of the time there's options for that. You could do a December cruise there. But that peak time is going to be April through November. Now, if you want to go to the Baltic or the Northern European areas. So, um, you know, Baltic being like Russia and Estonia, Finland, all those areas, right? Or Northern Europe, meaning Norway, the fjords, all of that, shorter season for that. So really you can only cruise there for the most part on the mass market lines between April and October because of the weather. It's kind of like Alaska, really. It's very similar to Alaska in that way. So just in terms of just when you can cruise, backing it up a little bit, that's when you want to go. So if you want to avoid crowds, guys, what you want to do is you want to target the shoulder season in Europe. And the shoulder season 
is basically like late spring, early fall. That's going to be pretty much May and September. I will tell you, I have recommended to personal friends so many times that they visit um, Europe either in September or October because the crowds are much less. You're still going to have a bit of that warmth, but it's not wintry cold and it's so much less crowded. In fact, our very dear friends did Europe in October and they loved it. They were like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you for thinking of that. So um, that's how you focus on crowd avoidance in Europe. You do the shoulder season, especially in the Western Med where it gets a little bit more crowded. Now, weather is, it's, there's a lot of variables here. Like I said, there's lots of regions, right? Like you've got the Northern and Baltic regions being a lot more like Alaska. And then you have the Western Med, which has kind of true seasons. So if you, if you want to talk weather, the Western Med is going to be super hot in the summertime. It's just really, really hot. June, July, August, even September, really warm. You need to be prepared for shorts and walking around and seeing these, you know, beautiful sights and all this history, but in a hot environment. So if you're not into that, choose the milder months. Um, and of course, remember, if we're talking about Scandinavia and the Baltics, you you might want to think about the fact that it's warmer up there and that's a good thing. But for the Western Med, you're going to be boiling. And I remember when we lived in Spain, you were like, OMG, it is so hot here in August. It's They were melting on the concrete. He, now you see why everyone leaves. So something to keep in mind. Now, if you are seeking out a warmer place to cruise off-season, you might want to try those Eastern Mediterranean and Canary Islands cruises because those places like Croatia, again, the Balkan countries, Greece, Turkey, Canary Islands, you can cruise there between April and December, and it's probably going to be warmer pretty much that whole time. So those are pleasant, nice. There's lots of beachy things to do there. There's lots of coast, and they're very pretty. So what about price? Kind of moving to the last of our framework. Shoulder season in Europe is probably the cheapest way to go. There's really though in Europe, there's deals year round. There's a lot of supply. There's a lot of competition. You typically guys, you can find deals. In fact, I was just looking at Sun Princess deals, Mediterranean brand new ship, incredible deals. So I would say right now, even in this very impacted market where cruising is back, you can find deals. Um, over in Europe. But if you need to really search for deals, target that shoulder season, you know, that April, May, September, October, and see what you can find. Um, but May, September, if you want to kind of keep the weather, there's no kids on school holiday, May and September. There's less kids on your cruise. There's less crowds. The temperatures are still really, really pleasant and nice. And it's usually pretty darn dry. So um, if you're going all the way to the Eastern Med too, those warmer areas I mentioned earlier, the Balkans, the Greece, Turkey, Canaries, you can even do April, October really easily. So I have to mention river cruises for just a moment because those are kind of a different ball game. Um, river cruises are typically run May through September. And then of course, you're going to have the Christmas markets cruises in November and December, which are very cold, but beautiful. Those are like Germany, Austria, Eastern Europe, they tend to sell out fast, but if you want to do Christmas markets, you're going to have that chili bundled up, Gluvine Christmas markets. Gluvine is like the mold wine, the spice wine kind of experience. So pretty beautiful. Another thing about river cruising that's a good hack is if you want to save some money, try the springtime because the um, it's a little bit milder 
and it's a little bit less crowded and there's beautiful blooms. There's tulips blooming everywhere. That can actually be true in many regions of Europe. In fact, you and I went to London once during the peak tulip bloom season and it was crazy beautiful. So something to consider. That was Europe in a nutshell, Mr. Chris TV. He's like, I have nothing to say. No, you, it's okay. You rolled through it. Really I did. Fast. I rolled through it. Yeah, I think I think for Europe, it's you know, I I bulleted it out, and I wanted people to have some food for thought. It's a beautiful region, but really, like you can really the Western Med any time of year. Again, we did it in March with MSC, and it was great. I would go in December in a heartbeat and just enjoy the chill and the fewer crowds. Um, and the, you know, winter along the coast, like Barcelona in the winter, Rome in the winter, it's not that bad. So it's making me want to go to Europe. Oh my gosh. If you could pick one place in Europe out of all the ones I mentioned right now, where would you go? Well, I'd have to go someplace where I hadn't been before. Yeah. So like Northern maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, a good start. But don't you want to go back to the Canary Islands too? Like all, doesn't that sound kind of fun or eh? Well, it's kind I, of disappointing. I think. I would go back there for nostalgia reasons, you know, just yeah. to <laughs> just to see if it is the way that I remembered. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would, but I remember that it wasn't what I expected. It was like It was not. It was very volcanic. Instead yeah. of being like beachy sandy, it's like black um volcanic uh geography, which is definitely not what we thought. Beautiful. But, um, well, you should tell the story because it is, no. is yeah, it's mildly interesting. I'll tell you it. should tell the and story you, and you can, and sit, I can take it out. You can sit there with your hand over your mouth. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> so we were living in Spain, Madrid specifically, and it was during the cold months. It was extremely cold. In fact, we had snow a couple of times and I was going to school there and Sherry was working and we were really in need of a break. And so we stopped by a travel agency, <laughs> if you can break imagine. Brick and mortar travel yeah. agency. It was a full-on travel agency. It was so cool. Like you would just go sit down with a travel agent and, and they would give you a brochure and a yes. magazine with photos in it. And there were, you know, walls covered with mm-hmm. brochures. And we looked for, you know, what was we considered the best, you know, cheapest within our budget because I was a student. Yeah. You know, we weren't making a lot of money. And the Canary Islands looked so good mm-hmm. on paper. And they're close to Spain. They're off the coast of Africa. So you can just fly down there. So we had this vision for months and months uh-huh. of, you know, beautiful beaches and warm, balmy weather. Yeah. And, you know, it was a um, supposedly a five-star Hotel, hotel with everything included. Everything was included. It, everything was included. In fact, the brochure called it. They called it todo incluido. Yeah, los cana- which, which and just Canarias. Everything all included. inclusive. We're like we kept and we kept walking around our house, our flat in Madrid for months. We're like todo incluido. We were so excited for the todo incluido. We're like, what is this going to be like? Well, the punchline. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh, is God. it really wasn't a five star hotel? <laughs> It just had five stars on the top of the hotel. It was like a marketing thing. It wasn't truly a five-star hotel. Right. The weather was freezing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's on us. You yeah. Know, that, that's just poor research. And there were no beaches, at least where we were, other than volcanic rock. Yes. 
If so, you wanted to go in the water, you had to like dive off a of volcanic rock into the sea and it was cold. Which we did. Because, we did. Because we were we, like, we were we, committed. Yeah, we paid for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were we were in and yeah. we did what we did and we froze. And and the food at the buffet was unidentifiable, but we ate it anyway and I got food poisoning. I was like throwing up. It was horrible. But it was fun. But we still look back on it fondly and it was a quick flight. But we definitely joked about it for years to come. But that's why I was joking about the Canary Islands because I think it would be fun to go back and maybe try to find a nice actual, like a a really nicely um, rated place to stay. Not doesn't need to be bougie. Just I don't want to get food poisoning kind of thing. No, no, no food poisoning. Yeah. The funny, the funny thing about that is really the best time we had was taking a bus to Corte Anglaise. Oh yeah, that was fun. Which is like a supermarket there. It's like a department store. Yeah. We used to spend a lot of time at Corte Inglés in Madrid. That's where you grocery shopped. And while you were grocery shopping, you could go buy a pair of boots and you could also get your film developed. They had everything. Everything. Corte Inglés. It's like, uh, it's hard to explain. It's like Walmart meets Macy's meets a grocery store. Um, If you've been to Spain, you know Corte Inglés and Vips. Okay. So anyway, yeah, for old times sake, it'd be fun to go back to the the Canary Islands. Okay. Well, thank you for telling the story. Shall we talk about Canada and New England? Let's go. I got a bit of a hanker in for Canada and New England, by the way. We haven't been there in way too long. Um, we went in 2006. I remember because I had just gotten a promotion at work. And in my promotion at work, it was my job. We were opening a new office. And I was like hiring people, training people, and I had to be gone. I had already booked this cruise to Canada and New England. It was on Holland America's Mazdam. And I had to be gone the first week of the opening of the office. My boss had to do everything for me. She had to hire everyone, open the office. She ended up firing two people while I was gone. (laughs) I was like, oh my Lord, what have I done? So I always like think of, I always associate that memory with like my Holland America, Canada, New England cruise. But. Well, we're getting very sidetracky here. I know. Check me if I'm wrong, but isn't that also the cruise that was. Super cheap. Yes. It was so cheap that we were certain they were going to call us and say, there's been a mistake. Correct. Because this is like in the infancy of, you know, buying cruises on the internet. Yes. And I would sit there every night scrolling through prices, scrolling and scrolling uh-huh. and scrolling. And they were like 3000 3000 3000 3000 Uh-huh. And I saw one that said eight ninety five. Uh-huh. And this has got to be a mistake. And you said, well, let's just book it and see what happens. Uh huh. We booked it. And not only did we book it, guys, but we booked a suite. Yes. On Holland America for eight ninety five. Now, this is the funny thing. You said internet. You actually booked that cruise on Priceline. Yeah. And it did turn out to be a mistake fare. And they did notify us, but they let us keep it. They, they did. They actually got in touch with us and said, hey, just FYI. We had the best cruise in that suite. We had access to the lounge across the hall and we were living the life, man. This was pre-kid. We're going over there, going over there and getting our fancy espresso in the lounge. Good times. It was great. Now, Mistake there's, there's even more to this story though. Yeah, Because this is, this is the, the room that... That flooded. Flooded, yeah. Yeah. So there was something, there was some pipe that broke and I, I got out of bed and I put my foot on the carpet and like straight out of a movie, imagine the sound of your foot hitting soaking wet carpet. Water splashing up. Shloop, shloop. But they were amazing about it. They got a, um, they got in there immediately. They they toweled it up. It wasn't like poo water or anything like that. It wasn't, well, it you. wasn't brown water. Thank you for clarifying It wasn't that. poo water. It was just, it was just a pipe. In case you were thinking case, it was well, poo water. People might be thinking it was a sewer leak. 
Okay, so they 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 toweled it up and then they put fans in the room and they gave us a generous onboard credit. And they treated us like gold. Like the whole it was just one of those things that happens. You're like, it's okay, you know. Yeah, we're fine with stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it mean, yeah. even without the credit, it right. would have been fine. Exactly. So anyhow, back to Canada, New England, the a whole reason for the sidetrack is that was a beautiful experience. We have done it once. It was a dream because Mazdam, which is no longer in Holland America's fleet, I believe it was sold during the pandemic, was this small, charming, beautiful vessel. And you know us with our small, small charming, beautiful vessels. We like old, charming cruise ships. So... Um, yeah. So if you're going to Canada, New England, guys, you're probably starting off in Boston or New York or Montreal. You're probably going to Bar Harbor, Halifax, Quebec City, maybe PEI, which is Prince Edward Island. Some of them are open um, jaw cruises where you start in one city, end in another. Like we started in Quebec City, in Montreal, excuse me, and we ended in Boston. Some are round trip New York. There's all kinds of variations, but they're wonderful. And they're a great way to see that region of the world, to see both New England and to see some areas in Canada, Nova Scotia, et cetera. So let's start with crowds, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. Straight up, got to just put it out there, September and October. Definitely going to be a little bit less crowded. And then, of course, April and May, which is really the beginning of that season is probably the best way to avoid the crowds. So the thing about this that gets tricky though is that we're gonna talk about leaf peeping a little later because a lot of people go to Canada and New England to see the the turning of the colors because it's just such a spectacular region. The problem is it's hard to predict when it's gonna happen. You don't always know. So leafers. Leafers, leaf peepers. Yeah. So crowd wise, early season or late is great. You're still going to have the school is out June, July, August, summer crowds. Even though it's not the optimal time to go there for leaf peeping, it's the optimal time for kids and families and tourists, right? Weather-wise, the warmest times, just depends on what you're looking for, guys. July and August, definitely going to be more toasty up in Canada and New England, which is makes sense. It's summer, right? If you want it to be a little cooler, you have your choices. You can do April or May. Or, and you're going to avoid crowds then too, or you can pop into September and October, wait for the end of the season and it will cool down. A lot of people say September and October are kind of perfect for Canada and New England because you think sweater weather, right? When you think Canada and New England, you don't think hot. You think like sweater weather. You want to be like out on your balcony wearing the warmies and like looking at the fall colors. So September and October are probably going to be ideal for that, for the Atlantic. Um... Now, what if you don't like rain? What if you're like, oh, I don't really want to deal with the rain? Well, the rainiest times are going to be May and June, and the more dry times are going to be August or September. So something to keep in mind. But if you're just thinking like straight up temperatures, let's look at Maine, Bar Harbor, Maine, for an example. So April and May, you're looking at like mid 50s to high 60s, June, July, peak summer, mid 70s to 80s. But then September, we're going to be just like April and May, but drier back down into the high 50s and the 60s. So that's kind of the breakdown of the weather. Now, I mentioned that instead of talking about wildlife, that we're going to be talking about seeing the fall colors, AKA leaf peeping, right? Now, if you book towards the end of September, you might be able to see the change start to happen. So it usually starts to happen the end of September. The leaves go from that green 
to that to the beautiful changing red and orange and yellow shades. And it can happen toward the end of September in New England, but you don't always know because it does not happen at the same time, but usually it's temperature dependent. So something to think about, um, it's very, very difficult and it is, it's going to be a roll of the dice. If you're going to book at the end of September and think you're guaranteed to see the leaves, you're probably not necessarily going to see them. But if you really want to just see the beautiful fall colors, you're probably better off jumping into just a straight up October cruise and, um, you know, booking pretty much any time in October, probably um, any time, but go to message boards and see what people have to say about this because I think there's a lot of debate. You also might completely miss out on it. You know, it may be that it's a particularly cold one and things turn really fast in September. And by the time you get there in October, everything, the leaves have fallen off the trees and there's just not much to see. So it's a little bit hit and miss, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, but it's it's an entirely beautiful season to cruise. But like anything, just don't get your heart set on seeing the leaves because you could end up being disappointed. That pretty much wraps it up, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. That was that was a lot of information to cover in a short time. Yeah, packed into a tiny, yeah. tiny little tiny little package. Package. And that was the end of this series, guys. So we're back with Q&A next week. I also have a special guest coming on the show to talk about Icon of the Seas. And we have some really fun content planned for you throughout the month of February. So stay tuned for it. All right, co-host, thanks for hanging out with me. Friends, until next time, we'll see you on the high seas. Thanks for listening to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out at cruisetipstv.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Cruise Tips TV. We'd love if you'd leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to the show, and tune in next week. Until next time, we'll see you on the high seas. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.